Welcome to Breaking Fun with El Profe and Letty, a podcast where we talk about our culture, our personal journey, and the journey of others. Hola, hola, hola. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Fun with El Profe and Letty. Thank you all for joining us once again. And let me just say, it's a beautiful day outside. It's fall. The weather's cool, at least here in the state of Georgia. Hopefully it's also lovely where you're at, where you're listening to us. Uh, and let me just say, we have a very, very special topic that we, me and Letty are going to discuss today. Yeah, and let's go ahead and start it off right. So happy Hispanic Latinx Heritage Month. I mean, this is an incredible time where we get to be prideful of who we are as a people. Mm-hmm. And I, we were recently on a panel together for the institution that we work work at yeah and i think i said something along the lines of like because they asked like well what does this month mean to you and i was like this is an, an amazing time to be proud of who we are but it's also a great time to reflect on everything that like our past the journey for us as a people here in the united states like yeah. the journey that from our our ancestors to where we're at today and it's, it's amazing to be proud of, but it's also a good time to reflect on the journey and all the successes that we've had as a group of people here in the united states you know what i mean yeah to recognize all those that paved the way for us right mm-hmm. those that made the sacrifices you know dolores huertas is our chavez mm-hmm. uh, to recognize a period of time where you know we celebrate our culture and how different each uh, Latinx culture is, right? From Caribe, South America, Central America, Mexico, all over, all over. So mm-hmm. as we see, oh, the poor puppy's looking at you. I know. We're accompanied <laughs> by my dog, but he's getting close to the mic. So I'm like trying to push him away because if not, you're going to hear his, his keychain. <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely, yeah. but here's the thing, Letty. Uh, and, yeah. and we sort of discussed this in the panel that we were involved in, in our institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I didn't start celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month really until I was in college mm-hmm. because it wasn't something that I was very aware of until I was in college, mm-hmm. really because of where I grew up. Again, in Idaho, not a lot of representation, if mm-hmm. you think about it, you know, just especially in Teton Valley, Idaho. I mean, I mm-hmm. love the area. It was a beautiful place to grow up, but I just didn't, you know, there was very few of us out there. Mm-hmm. But what about you? Yeah, no, I think the same probably goes for me too. Like I didn't really understand what Hispanic Heritage Month was. And I remember growing up, I mean, I grew up here in the South. I was born in Los Angeles, but grew up in the South. I don't really remember any at any point during my education that they recognize what Hispanic Heritage Month or Latinx Heritage Month was. And, you know, there was Black History Month. You learn about Christopher Columbus, the journey Mm -hmm. of, you know, of the conquistadores that come over here. Like, you learned about all that, but I didn't... It wasn't for me until college. Yeah. And when I learned about uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, the university did an event. It was super beautiful. But when I really grasped the concept of what Hispanic Heritage Month was, mm-hmm. was actually by my English professor. Really? I had this amazing English professor. Um, he was this African-American English professor. And I remember I was taking African-American literature. And okay. I was the only Latino in that class. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, I think I went to his office hours and... He was like, you know, unfortunately, at this institution, we don't offer really that many. I like 
because I was curious to know, like, well, I'm learning a lot about African-American literature, history here in your class. Mm -hmm. But, like, is there anything for Latin America or Hispanics? And he was like, yeah, unfortunately, we don't have a class like that yet here at the university. But then he gave me a lot of books. Yeah. So this guy was very intelligent. He was valedictorian from Duke. So amazing, intelligent man. And that's when I learned about Hispanic Heritage Month. I learned more about our culture, the impact we had here in the United States. because. He gave me a list of books to read, and that's when I started really learning about who we are, what does Hispanic Heritage Month mean, and also even finally understanding that, like, dang, it took me going to college to finally, like, appreciate it. You know what I mean? I agree. And that's the thing. I mean, I grew up very traditionally in my culture, but Mm -hmm. again, there was not a lot of of representation. You know, I went to the quinceañeras. I know what the quinceañeras were. Mm -hmm. I knew, like, you know, I'm a Catholic. I'm a bad Catholic, but I'm a Catholic. Oh, my Uh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I did the Primera Comunión, Confirmación Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, So I knew kind of the basics of my culture, Mm -hmm. right, of Mexican culture. But I didn't understand and appreciate really... Latin X culture, which mm-hmm. is so broad, it's so beautiful. Until I went to college, and I, this is a question that I always ask myself: mm-hmm. Why didn't my teachers in high school? Why didn't? Why did it have to take so long for me to learn about mm-hmm. Hispanic Heritage Month and mm-hmm. the importance of you know uh, us, us uh, gente de habla hispana mm-hmm. and what we've contributed to the U.S. Mm-hmm. culture in itself, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. It's now. So, it's just. So I got a question for you. Yeah, and, and I think that we can. We, I think we can both answer this. But I would love for you to get your intake first. I was really. I'm really curious in understanding, like, as as we both know, like mm-hmm. Latino Hispanics here in the United States, we're a very diverse group yes. of people, right? There's so many different layers, so many things culturally as well. But like, when did you real like identify or like? When did it, it hit you to be like, I'm proud to be Latino? You know, I think probably in high school, sometime in my junior year, mm-hmm. that's when I started feeling really, really proud to be Latino. Not that I wasn't, but I didn't, again, I didn't appreciate it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, soy Mexicano, soy Latino. Yeah. You know? And then I started uh, appreciating my roots. I understood that me going to college, what it meant to my family, what it meant to my culture, to my people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, being the first or one of the few that graduated high school, Mm -hmm. college, get a bachelor's, master's. I started appreciating it more as I got older, Mm -hmm. right? Into my early 20s, mid-20s. Now I'm 32. Mm Mm-hmm. Trying to I always forget. I'm like, am I 33 or 32? Mm-hmm. So I think the older I get, the more I still learn to appreciate it. So, th- so take me back, though. Like when you're learning to appreciate it more, what were the factors or the cultural factors that were happening or that you recognized to appreciate? Was it like being able to know the history? Was it speaking Spanish and being proud to be speaking Spanish? What yeah. were those factors that made you say like, like this, I, I identify and I'm I proud think of my that. language was a huge part. So oh, there was a okay. point, and oh, this is about to get interesting. N- no, there was a point where I was speaking very poor Spanish because I was trying to improve my English. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was bad, Letty. Like, I was like, mm. I, I would say some very 
just embarrassing things, just slaughtered words. And I still slaughter words. Like Spanglish? Both English, hey. Spanish, Spanglish, you name it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then there was a point I wanted to become a sports broadcaster growing up. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to improve both my English and my Spanish. Mm. So I would, uh, when I was watching soccer games, I would mm-hmm. focus on what the broadcasters would, would say. How they would mm-hmm. say it, how they would emphasize certain words. When I went to college, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I took Spanish courses not because they were easy. I took them because I wanted to learn how to properly write in Spanish oh. and how to properly speak Spanish, Spanish. Which there's a difference between the Spanish you learn at home, the street Spanish, yeah. and the Spanish that's you know very formal. Form, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are three different like you know linguistic abilities. Yeah, and. I became so fascinated and I just love yeah. uh, how, like the different ways we can speak depending mm-hmm. on the different settings. And I go to Mexico. Honestly, on the way to Mexico, like my cousins say, wow, you know, yeah, you, you speak English really, really well and you still manage to keep your Spanish speaking abilities. Like you mm-hmm. don't have much of an accent mm-hmm. uh, and, and they, they're like, they even feel proud about that for, you know, for me. And yeah. I remember this one time, like two, three years uh, when I went to Mexico, this taxi driver told me, like, he just started, uh, started asking me questions. And I'm like, and over in Mexico, again, you can't screw up. You have to speak perfect Spanish. Mm-hmm. Or else they start noticing that, okay, there's something fishy about you. Oh, they're like, it's Americano. Like, yeah, it's the yeah. Norte. Like, oh. <laughs> they're like, he got money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he got money. A ver cuánto me lo voy a poner. <laughs> <laughs> and I started speaking, and I, and he's like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, soy estudiando en una mm-hmm. universidad de Querétaro. Querétaro is the closest city mm-hmm. where, where I live or where my family's from. Mm-hmm. And the taxi driver's like, ah, se nota. Se nota que tienes mucha educación. And I'm like, why? Like, you know, in Spanish, like, why? why? How, how do you know this? Por la manera en como hablas. Because of the way you express yourself, the way you speak. And I'm like, oh, damn, I'm being too formal now. You know? So, but again, I started, you know, appreciating foods. Yeah. People, talking to them in different dialects. Yeah. All of that, Letty. But it was the language that the really struck me. language was what me first. No, and that's why I said it's about to get interesting because, like, for me, it's different, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about, you know, our relationship and what we're doing in, with this podcast because you're getting two different perspectives on this whole thing. But I remember, like, you know, <laughs> my Spanish is for the streets. <laughs> I don't... I'm, it's I'm not. Uh, it's different. It's different, right? And But, like... One of the things that uh, I remember growing up, my my mother and my dad, they didn't really teach us Spanish because my parents really wanted us to assimilate mm. to the United States. They said, if learn English, don't really worry about Spanish, because at the time that they came here, that's all they knew about America. Like, yeah. learn English, go to school, get a job. You're going to be good. Mm-hmm. So at home, my parents worked two jobs. They worked jobs in the mornings and they worked jobs in the evening. So we never really saw them. Yeah. And so all I spoke was English for a very long time. I understood Spanish. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, I think it was like around middle school and getting close to high school that like I really need to start practicing. And so like for me, that's when I started taking Spanish in high school to mm. teach myself Spanish. Mm-hmm. Now, I wish I would have gone through college and did what you did and perfected it and really learned how to like read and write like like fluently, like full fluently yeah. or, or professionally, I guess you can say. <laughs> but um, I mean, I still know how to read and write and speak Spanish, but it's funny because I think... <laughs> Someone that I know a couple of weeks ago, she told me she was like, 
I just want to be honest with you. I speak better Spanish than you. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's cool. All right. Like, but that doesn't make me less of a Latino. Yeah. And for me, it wasn't the language. Mm-hmm. The appreciation that I had, and I remember the appreciation that I had to be Latino yeah. was when I sat down with my mother. I'll never forget this. I was about 17 years old. I was getting mm-hmm. close to graduating college. I mean, high school. And I think if I could graduate college at 16, say, hey, come on now, your <laughs> oh, boy's smart. But I remember as I was getting close to high school graduation, mm-hmm. I sat down with my mother because we, we have my mom. Like there's like we had like a little, little bonfire in the back of our, in the backyard of my parents house. And I asked my mom, I was like, mom, can you tell me the journey of like how you came to America? Yeah, and she told me the stories of what it was like growing up in El Salvador. She was telling me like when she was a little girl, picking fruits, going out to like the little tiendas and like selling them, mm-hmm. and like making ten cents a day was a success. Yeah, for her and her family, and like she would tell me like the beautiful parts of El Salvador, the people, yeah. the stories. She showed me pictures of like the uniforms that they wore in schools, and mind you, my Spanish is not at that time. It was broken, more mm-hmm. broken of anything, but like I still. I mean, people, I mean, you know this, like, my Spanish might not be, like, professional, but, like, yeah. I, if I, if anyone ever talks to me in Spanish, I'm going to talk back, you know? Yeah. I don't hold back. But I think it's so funny how sometimes, like, you know, the appreciation is first towards the language. Sometimes, right? I'm not trying to, I'm trying to like, say that with you, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, given that instance with this person who, when she told me, she was like, oh, I speak better Spanish than you. And I was like, all right, cool. That's that's what's <laughs> up. But that doesn't make me any less of a, to be proud of, to be a Latino, even though my Spanish is not up to par to some that are, like, natives or born there or had yeah. the opportunity to learn from their parents from a young age how to speak Spanish. Because I didn't have that. My parents just told me to speak English. And so it's really cool. For me, the appreciation was learning the history. And that's where, like, for me, that's what's dope. Because like I mean we're right now we're in, we're in my house in my in my little office slash kids playroom <laughs> and right behind right behind Profit is a huge El Salvador like little keychain place or um, that's not plaque but it's big <laughs> <laughs> but I am proud like I am very proud to be Latino but I'm also very proud of my roots I'm proud of where I came from and that's when it was for me it was understanding the journey. Mm-hmm. of my parents to be able to be afforded the opportunities that I have today. And that's what connected me. And that, I think that's when I started in college to appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. Uh, in college, because again, you know, you, you, you grew up trying to assist your parents in whatever they can, yeah. right? You know, translating, filling out the checkbook, work, look at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in college, you're much more independent. You're learning how to be an adult. Mm-hmm. You realize the sacrifices that your parents make to get you to where you are at. Yeah. Again, I think it's just, I guess, human nature. We don't realize what we we don't realize what we have until we don't have it necessarily there. Yeah. And for me, that's when I'm like, oh my goodness, my mom and dad. Like I knew my mom and dad worked really hard mm-hmm. for me. But I think I didn't come to truly, truly value and appreciate it until I was out of the house. And I'm like, oh, instead of saying, oh, my God, I said, oh, my God. Like, I really, really hit me. And then realizing that my story, my parents' story happens all over the U.S., Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, the sacrificing, working Mm -hmm. 12 hours or more mm-hmm. to provide for their families, you know, not being able to make it to the kids' ball games, mm-hmm. you know, or even be able to play with your kids. 
because you're trying to make sure your family makes has a better life than you did. Yeah. You know? And I think in college, that's when I really started to appreciate yeah. my culture even more. You know, it's one thing when we're talking about college, but like the one thing that, and, and that's funny because like now you're their advisor. For me, it was yeah. joining my Latino fraternity. When I joined the Latino fraternity, that's when I really started to also like, for me, it was like I already appreciated the story, right? But when I joined the Latino fraternity and then I got immersed more with other Latinos, that's when I started yeah. appreciating the language. Yes. Because some of my chapter brothers, like they spoke amazing Spanish. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started practicing Spanish because my first couple years of college was like pretty much went to PW. UI, predominantly white institution. Mm-hmm. Everyone was speaking English. <laughs> but until I joined my Latino fraternity and I started hanging out with my fraternity brothers across the state yeah. and different, um, and even in different states as well. Like in, when I, I, I did a road trip up to North Carolina and Tennessee and Florida, um, even when I flew out to California and met some of my fraternity brothers, it's like, it's so dope because like, yeah. it was amazing to like really cherish the language with other Latinos that are first generation, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, for me, was in college, was like appreciating the language. I did the history first and then the language. Yeah, I think I did it backwards. And but yeah, you did, did the language. The opposite, <laughs> which, that's, again, that's why we compliment each yeah. other so well. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm telling you, man, you're, you're for the books, I'm for the streets. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's dope, though? And I think this is amazing when we're talking about Hispanic or Latinx um, Heritage Month. It's... Mm-hmm. We're all different paths, but we're all the same people, and we all share the common story. And it stinks because you see more division now amongst us more than ever, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, right? But we're all unique people, and I'm, I don't know, like, I love Hispanic Heritage Month. I mean, I also don't like binding us to a month i like to celebrate it all yeah. times you know throughout the year um like even with my with my daughters right like my, yeah. my older daughter elsa like my mom when she went to el salvador i was like bring back dresses from yeah. back there and then like for and like for hispanic carriage month at her school i like dress her up in a colombian outfit like you know really try to get her to understand and appreciate the culture mm-hmm. the one the next thing on my thing on my to-do list is to do huevos con chorizo like oh, that, nice. that's the next thing you know like might, might as well go ahead and like you know get that stomach strong <laughs> <laughs> kind of perfect for the real world <laughs> right mole and all that stuff that's coming up oh next my god <laughs> But I, I see, I want to do that because yeah. I, I also know and I recognize, and it's something we talk about a lot when we see our students at yeah. the institution, sometimes universities and sometimes when students pursue post-secondary education because it's more of a colonial thing, more of an elitist thing, and yeah. we're not represented in there as much. We don't really get to hone into our culture. As, so we assimilate to the American culture and we kind of forget about, like, I got some friends that, like, yo, I remember when we were back in college, we were eating what was con chorizo and tortillas, but now you're <laughs> switching it up and now it's grits and shrimps. And I'm like, son, what happened? Like, it's like, well, we lost touch already. Like, we used to go shop at little, like little tienda right down the street. Now, yeah. like, now it's Whole Foods. Like, we, we, we were too good for now. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I completely agree with with you i do i do think yo that, shout out to you because you just brought me some bread from el salvador hey, the salvadorian been, bakery I've down the street meeting to bring you that bread <laughs> i love that bread it's five minutes from my house yeah. and literally we were breaking bread before our podcast <laughs> yeah we were breaking some pond before we got this and we got the cafe yeah oh yeah but yeah but tell me but like yeah when the like 
I know like we, there's so many great people out there that have done a lot of good stuff, but reflecting on yourself, mm-hmm. this is Hispanic Latinx Heritage Month. What are you most prideful for yourself as a Latino man, a Latino male mm-hmm. in the, like, what are you proud of that you've done culturally, whether it's for the community or for yourself? Like, what are you proud of as mm-hmm. a Latino man? Uh, here's the thing. And, it's, and so I'll get to that through this pathway. Let's go. I'm going to have to think about my college experience. All right. Again, you're in college. You're prepping for graduate school. And graduate school, they, they try and prep you to, like, okay, this going to grad school is really for the, like, upper class white man. Yeah. Right? So it's not meant for people like me or you, Letty. No. Right? It's, it's like, okay, so they really try to prep you so you can fit in that role. So you do kind of change. I remember a presentation I gave when I was a McNair Scholar at Boise State, and I said my name, you know, when I was doing my presentation, I introduced myself as Efren Velasquez. Stop. Oh, no. Stop. And then a lot of my peers called me out. They're like, why did you say your name in, like, you know, the, the, the American tone, the American accent? And I'm like, I honestly don't know. I just, you know, it's, it's just, I guess, the environment. And they, they called me out. And just thinking through that, and that really stood with me. Mm-hmm. That really stood with me mm-hmm. when I started going. And I think even in grad school, I still had a tendency to introduce myself as Efren Velasquez. Now as a professor, soy Efren Velasquez. Oh, yeah. Okay? Uh, it's different. Like, again, this is who I am. Yeah. One of my mentors in undergrad told me one thing when I was ready to interview for grad school. He's like, be yourself. Yeah. Yep. You have to be yourself. Got to. And at the same time, I was afraid because you just don't know. And then I had a wonderful graduate school mentor mm-hmm. who was Latina, very authentic. I could be myself around her. Mm-hmm. But there was an institute that we were involved with uh, that they'd research. Very, there was this one, the main guy, the director, he was very old school, one of the dinosaurs, uh, you know, the institution's been there for 30 years. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, you know, he's very like, I was, one day I was giving a presentation, I was just joking around, and he told my mentor, my mentor then is like, okay, he wrote like a, like a, like a book about things that, you know, to look out for, to be much more professional when it comes to my presentation, but I'm like, this is who I am, right. but I get it. There's roles we need to play. Mm-hmm. So to that end, I think, Letty, for me, based off of what I've learned, based off of what I've experienced in the past, mm-hmm. I always think about the kids that I've had the opportunity to talk to, nice. to mentor, yeah. to learn from my mistakes uh-huh. so they don't make the same mistakes. So say your name like how it's supposed What's to be said. said, right? Be who you are. Yeah. If you're loud, be proud. You know? If you're giving a presentation, move your hands. Yeah. Like, when I talk, I have to move my hands when I give a presentation yeah. instead of being all formal and dry. Yeah. And, no. Like, maybe it's a Latino thing. Like, moving my hands. Like, yeah. I'm very expressive when I, move, when I talk in mm-hmm. front of people. Be who you are. And to keep that. Always, always remember your roots because I look at some students that maybe uh, they're getting a higher education, they get their maybe bachelor's degree, and to a certain degree, they lose a little bit of footing. They're in cloud nine, and I'm like, I made that same mistake. Make sure you keep your feet on the ground. Yeah. Because if not, when you actually enter the real world, 
It's the world's be, going to humble, humble you, you in a very, very yeah. bad manner. You know, it's going to slap yeah. you across the face, and you're like, oh, yeah, oh my, yeah, not definitely. Yeah, so that's what it means to me. Like when I think back about, I guess my 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 history to that leads me to this moment. Yeah, yeah. Dang man, that's deep, and that's really cool. It just shows how much. <laughs> that's and it's kind of crazy because it, it attests to to how great of a professor you are because you're you're you you know this you live by this and you're doing this with the students that you're working with and that just a test because as a testimony to like the work that you're doing and how great of a university professor you are so mm-hmm. kudos to you man for for one being so acknowledgeable of that but wanting to pass the knowledge yeah. on right and pass that on dang man no and now st- I, I, a lot of my current students ask me like you know did you think you were better once you got your doctorate degree? Did you change? And I think when I got my bachelor's degree, again, I lost a little bit of footing. Mm-hmm. But when I got my PhD, and a lot of my family members even noticed this, like, mm-hmm. I'm still, I always tell them, yo sigo siendo el mismo way. Ustedes me conocieron desde antes. Like, you know, I'm... <laughs> hey, man, you're so Mexican. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Still the same, you know, yeah, son of a gun. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, maybe 20, 22 when you got to know me mm-hmm. than I am right now with a PhD. I haven't changed because, again, I, I, it's, I think it's important to be who I am. And I think that's made a lot of connections with a lot of people and a lot of students. Definitely, definitely. No, and I, I'm, I feel like I'm always in that same boat, right? Mm-hmm. Where like you know, even if the language, right? Like I, I speak Spanish, right? And I, you know, but it's not. Is it perfect? No, I mean, it's not. It's not like I was born in El Salvador and learned it from there or from school. But I, I know enough Spanish to be able to hold myself, have conversations, learn from people, and you know, yeah. I know enough to like be able to like also teach my child too. You know what I mean? But I think what's so I, like you know, if I ask, you know, for me. What makes me proud is the fact that I haven't lost touch with who I am mm-hmm. at all. Like, same like you. I always tell people, like, you know, I could be making six figures. Yes, I have a master's. I get a PhD. Yeah. But I'm not still that same. I always look at myself. I'm like, yo, I'm still that same kid that grew up poor from L.A. Mm-hmm. Like, that's never changed. With two parents that were immigrants that came here with nothing. Yeah. Like, money, nothing. Titles, nothing changes me. You, I am 100 all the time. Yeah. And I'm proud of it because, like... And being authentic gets you, I wouldn't say like get you notarized, right? Or get mm-hmm. you like recognition, but people know how to connect to people that are genuine. And there's a reason why like, you know, we're consistently being asked to speak on panels that yeah. people, students come to us, people ask us to, to help out with things because, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of like, you know, of like, of like what our positions are, yeah. they know that we're true to our community, and Agreed. I think that's I think that's what's so dope about us is that you know Hispanic Heritage Month like you know now like reflecting it's it's amazing to know that like we are still true to who we are mm-hmm. and um, I always say this like the I'm like <laughs> who was it like Snoop Dogg said this thing he's like I want to thank me for being me like <laughs> I know I mean I was like, more I, like Kanye man <laughs> no no that was Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg legit said that like I want to thank me for being me me for doing all this hard work so it's like you know I'm I'm like yeah I'm proud of the of the of the work that yeah. I've done with students but I'm also proud of myself in the sense that like 
two parents from El Salvador crossed mm-hmm. the border to come here. They had me. We lived in a one-bedroom apartment with nothing. We're broke as heck. Mm-hmm. And growing up with a father that was an alcoholic and an abuser. And then 29 years later, here I am. Yeah. The statistic that should have never happened. No. And the reality is this. Like, a lot of us, like, you know, even if it's not like, you know, we, you know, or even if our backgrounds are different. But the mm-hmm. fact that, like, our parents came here and yeah. we are our parents and our ancestors' wildest dreams. Because imagine going, like, looking back at the lives back in Mexico. And you, and if you reflect back, and for anyone that, like, is ever curious, I always tell, even, like, my yeah. students today that I work with, I always tell them, like, go find out the stories of your grandparents. Yes. Go hear the stories of your parents back when they lived in their country. And then now reflect that on what you're doing today. Mm-hmm. And then you start realizing, like, yo, I am their wildest dreams. Because who would have thought that... A generation, two or three generations later, mm-hmm. we would be at this point where we're not only like whether you're pursuing college or working, but you're here in the States and you're making a living and you're yeah. setting a new pathway for yep. your generations to come. My dad's uh, former supervisor once asked him, like, did you ever imagine having a son who has a PhD and another son who's studying and becoming an engineer? Mm-hmm. And then you know the other son's probably gonna follow the same path as the as the engineer. Yeah. And my dad's like, uh, no, no, right? My brother who's three years younger than me. I think asked my dad's like, yeah. you know, what did you imagine that we would like reach this level, Dad? Yeah. He's like, honestly, uh, at the time I was just happy that you guys graduated high school. You know, this is like bonus. Like doing all of this mm-hmm. is because again, they weren't used to it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we are breaking those barriers. Yeah. Uh, we are definitely going over our parents' expectations. And yeah. that's... And that's the wild part. That's the wild part. And, you know, like... Yeah, and I... I man, I... I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm, I know, like, you and me bounce each other well. You don't let me get too emotional on this thing. <laughs> but, like, I always, man, like, sometimes I'll catch myself. I'll start crying mm-hmm. here at home because, like, you know, I have the, my two girls and I'm yeah. thinking to myself, like... It's legit one generation. Like, I'm the generation in between. Mm-hmm. My parents, no education, came from, like, villages in El Salvador where it's, like, mm-hmm. third world country, no running water, crossed the border. Mm-hmm. Matt had me. We grew up low income. Me and my brother, my brother and I, we worked hard to get what we have now. Mm-hmm. I have a master's. You're going to help me get that PhD next. <laughs> you know what? You know what's up? We got to get that happening. Um <laughs> And now I have these two girls, and it's like their future is amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Because my parents, no education. Their dad potentially is going to have a PhD. And that's only one generation in between. And you opening, you're opening doors for your daughters. Exactly. And that's the thing that gets me, man. I always start crying sometimes. I'm like, dang, man. But yeah. it's like not only as a father, but like as a Latino male, yeah. I'm like, yo, that's, that's crazy. That is. Yeah. Going back. Yeah. Our parents and our ancestors' wildest dreams. Yeah, we are. You know, this is again. This, you mentioned something earlier that really stood out to me. Like Hispanic Hispanic Heritage Month really should be celebrated throughout the year. Yeah, like, it's like it's like Valentine's Day. Really, you, you know, why celebrate love one day? You can celebrate it all year long. Oh, hold on now. Well, okay. We ain't trying to go broke out here. In the <laughs> okay, not like that. <laughs> just play. Just, just play the chocolates in March. I mean, they're cheaper than. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go back, go back, go back. So, <laughs> We've got to run, run it back, run it back. Dang it, I was going, I was on a I know, you were, well, you, you were, uh, yeah, but I was going to be like, hey, man. <laughs> I 
all of our so, male listeners out there. Uh, hey, yeah. he, he, he meant something different. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant, you know. So, <laughs> so with that, you know, again, it's something that we should always keep on recognizing. Yeah. All the time. Always remember. Not just this one month, but every day of the year. Yeah. All those sacrifices from all those individuals to, again... Give us this opportunity. And to never forget it and to always keep having the conversations, always. right? And I think the the other thing, and I, and I love that you said this about the humbleness, like check yourself really quick too, right? You got, we got to, we got to continue checking ourselves to making yes. sure that we don't lose touch with who we are. And, you know, <laughs> and my dad, mm-hmm. for as much as he is, you know, and I won't share too much because if y'all want to learn more about my relationship with my father, go listen to our, the rest of our podcasts. So. <laughs> That's a good plug for the, for our previous episodes. <laughs> but me and my dad have a very we don't have a very good relationship in, at all. And but one of the things that my dad does do he very he humbles me a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember when uh, I, we we when we bought our house, and um, <laughs> I remember I started kind of complaining about I was like, oh man, I should just pay somebody to cut this yard. And <laughs> man, gosh, like I'm so exhausted and from working and like you know having a baby and yeah. you know and everything. And I remember my dad looked at me one day and when I was kind of complaining to him a little bit, and he just said, so you're telling me you're too good to cut your own grass? He's like, Ooh. he's like, I did. That's how I provided for you. Mm-hmm. He's like, I worked 32 years cutting people's grasses to be able to take care of you. He's like, yeah. he's like, you're too good to now do it yourself. And I was like, oh, wow. Like you need kind of that quick humble. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that so it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> and so now I don't even complain, man. I, I cut my yard. I do, I do my own landscaping. And some of my neighbors are like, oh, wow. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, at first they thought I was a landscaper. I was like, hold up. Now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I, I own this house too, y'all. You need to calm down. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, I think being able to have conversations, remind ourselves of the progress we've made. Yes. Having nice things is nice. I will say that. Like, you know, if you can, if you're a enough to like you know make a little bit of paper and mm-hmm. you know have nice things yeah definitely but remind you know stay true and recognize you know the steps that it took us to get here because if th- that's how we stay connected to our past mm-hmm. is being able to keep ourselves humble to know that like there's these footsteps that got us here and if we don't have these conversations if we don't talk about it if we don't check ourselves because I'll be honest with you, I was on that same path sometimes where, like, I would say, oh, my name is Larry. And then it's like, well, on paper, it's L-E-R-I. And I was like, you're right. My name is Letty. Yeah. But I tell people to call me Larry because I know for white people, it's hard to say Letty. Yeah. Right? It's but like, like letters, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just like... It was worse when I was in when I was in college. They used to call me Levi. They thought the R was a V, and they were like Levi. I was like, all right now. Uh, I, I was like, yeah, out of control. <laughs> I was like, well, come on, rural Georgia. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta we, step we, it up. You know, we gotta step up that education, my guy. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think just staying true, having these conversations more often, you yeah. know, checking ourselves and being able to be honest with ourselves and be like, you know what, like yeah, we're moving up, but yo, we're still proud of who we are as people That's and nice. honoring those that that paved the way for us and. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, anyway, we're coming up on time. Profe, any last thoughts, man? This was a really good conversation. I'm really happy we got together this morning, broke some bond, yeah. had some cafecito, and talked about it because I love this time of the year. This is a beautiful time of the year. I really do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess some final thoughts. Remain humble. Be proud. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't forget who you are. Don't forget where you come from. Mm-hmm. And also enjoy the ride, though. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. Yeah, man. 
Man, that's 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 good, man. I don't even I can't even top that. Usually, oh, like, really? I feel like I feel like I can top you, but I can't do this. <laughs> when did this become a competition? <laughs> no, it's it's been a competition for a while. Now. Oh, see, I didn't even notice. That's the thing. So. Yeah, man. No, but I think yeah, I think yeah, definitely enjoy the ride, and you know, yeah. I think you know, just you know, be proud. And again, like for all of our listeners, you know, some especially, I'm a big person on on history, you know. Yeah, it's good to be able because I know a lot of times with as Latinos we like we pride ourselves on the language. We're like, oh, like if you don't know Spanish, then you're not really like one hundred though a Latino mm-hmm. or things like that. But history is important too. So yeah. for all of my any any folks that identify as Hispanic or Latinx, Latino, Latina out there, if you don't know the history of your of your family, I encourage everyone to do so. Like ask mm-hmm. find out that history because it it is amazing to know that because it, it, it does make you think twice about like what you're doing and how you're moving as an individual i agree yeah I completely agree with you all right then well, on that note thank y'all so much for tuning in to breaking pan we are excited i'm not going to share too much but we have an amazing guest coming up soon yes. um, we're pretty hyped about it very, very excited <laughs> yeah. you know a lot of work to get these you know guests that yeah. are coming up all you know set up and yeah it's big big things are coming up definitely so stay tuned and we'll see y'all on the next one peace have a good one bye